Hello and welcome back to Manifestation Vibes, a podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here today to be listening to this amazing, amazing, amazing podcast with Anna, the Anxiety Coach. Oh my goodness, this woman is a counsellor. She is trained in somatic therapy. She's a coach. She's a breathwork teacher. Uh, And she has so much knowledge and wisdom on all things anxiety. And I wanted to bring her onto the podcast today because I have so many clients that have dabbled and experienced anxiety in the past. And it is a big part of the work that I do with my clients to help them regulate their nervous systems, to help them be in a really beautiful state of comfort and calm. And so I wanted to bring somebody onto the podcast that could explain all these things that I work with in a really beautiful, beautiful way and to help you guys work on feeling safe, calm, grounded, content in your own bodies too. And so, um, you know, Anna is just amazing. She shares some of the most incredible content on creating safety in the nervous system, safety within the body, creating connection within the body so that you're able to work on your anxiety. And so if you don't already follow her, make sure that you do follow her and the anxiety coach. Not many people resonate to the work that she does and the support that she gives so many different people. Um, so we talk a little bit about her journey. We talk about anxiety, different tips to help you working on your anxiety. We talk about the ability to be able to expand your nervous system, to be able to hold more. Um, and we talk about her journey when she's really kind of blown up and had this amazing experience. Like I've known her for a couple of years and we talk about her journey and how much she has really blown up, right? She has really blown up in the last couple of years uh, in her work that she does and how her nervous system was able to cope with that and manage that, right? Because most of us feel like, oh, you know, I can't wait for that thing to happen. And when I, when that thing happens, I'm not going to feel anxious. I'm not going to feel bad anymore. And nine times out of 10, that is just not what I have seen happen. So I'm very, very, very excited to have her on. Um, and for those of you who are wanting to find a way to be able to work on a lot of this. You can obviously find um, all of Anna's work herself, but also I do work as a mindset coach and I work with a lot of people on all of these different bits and pieces to be help them help them create safety within their bodies uh, and to be able to really shift the way that they speak to themselves, the way that they view the world and how they feel day to day. So if you are somebody who is wanting to work on your mindset to be able to live a really empowering, exciting, fulfilling life, then make sure that you check out the link below to be able to apply for one-on-one mindset work. And for those of you who are the business baddies out there, I'm taking on one more position, one more space into my one-to-one business mentoring and coaching. So make sure that you definitely check that out on my Instagram, Laura Grading Two Wise, and send me a DM if you're interested. Alrighty, I'll speak to you soon and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome, Anna. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Laura. I am beyond excited to chat with you today. Oh, I'm so pumped too. I'm so pumped because like guys, I've already obviously done the introduction here, but Anna is an incredible anxiety coach. She is so, you've got so much training behind you. It's actually insane. Sometimes when I was looking at your profile today, I was like, 
damn, she's qualified. Like she's so qualified. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a it's a never ending journey, and sometimes to my own like detriment as well. So yeah, <laughs> you just keep learning. That. I keep like every everyone in my life and my family is like, so are you ever gonna like stop? And I'm like, oh well, no, probably not. <laughs> No, I don't know no, how to do that. <laughs> there's no end date to the learning. So definitely no, keeping no. that going. Absolutely. Especially because in like um, psychology and also, you know, I know that you work um, with somatic therapy and all those bits and pieces, like there's so much being found out all the time and also so many myths being busted all the time too. So I'm like, how you just have to keep on board with it all, you know, you have to keep yeah. up to date. <laughs> and, and it keeps you on your toes and it keeps you in that like learning mindset instead of getting yes. stagnant and getting stuck with a certain kind of therapeutic approach, you can yeah. adapt along with what we learn about ourselves as well. So it's pretty exciting at times too. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I'm so excited to have you here because obviously you're an, you're an anxiety coach. You, I have known you for a couple of years now of like having you in my group coaching program, doing breath work and having done a breath work session with you myself. And, um, yeah, I, I really respect the work that you do and I've always respected how you really help people basically, essentially in my opinion, I don't, I don't know if this is how you frame it, but rewiring their nervous systems to create calm and a sense of safety in their bodies, which I think is just beautiful. And I wish that more people would put more of an emphasis on it because it would heal so many more people on the planet if we had that there. <laughs> uh, you are preaching to the choir and likewise to you, like the work that you have done has impacted me and impacted so many people. And it seems like such a natural uh, alignment to be able to then see how that impacts your nervous system to essentially give yourself um, the space to expand as you are expanding through this life. So if you want to thrive in your life, then your nervous system is like the fun foundational kind of level that you need to tap into. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause even if everything's looking good outside, you can feel so unsafe and trapped in your body. So yeah. I love that. I love that. But I'm super curious because I know your story because I've listened to podcasts that you've been on, but I know that some other people here might not have. Um, I'm curious about, your story and how you actually got into this work because it's it's a big one it's it's very different <laughs> to the average person's story yeah so I'd love if you would elaborate on it yeah I mean it is a big one and it's funny because I sometimes don't know where to begin but basically when I was a kid I was very outgoing I made lots of friends I was super super energetic and competitive I loved sports and for the first time I went to, uh, I'm not going to name the name, but a show in Melbourne and was on the roller coaster for the first time that I was tall enough. And I was actually in um, a big accident at this show. And it was a strange experience because as a kid, I'd never been on a roller coaster and I didn't understand what was happening. So I was like, is this part of the ride? Is this meant to be this scary? Um, and as a result of that, I had a lot of physical uh, issues in terms of my heart being um, bruised. I had an extra heartbeat. I had a lacerated oh. spleen, lots of different physical injuries um, and ended up being in hospital with my sister who was also on the, the ride with me um, for a prolonged period of time. And oh, as a 10 year old, as a 10 year old, I was like, oh, it's cool. Like I'll bounce back from this. Everything's fine. 
But because there was such a knock-on effect of all of the physical uh, injuries, like I wasn't able to just jump back into being a kid again. I had to mm. take medication. I couldn't go to school. I would get tired really easily. I couldn't do sports. Um, and I had to basically re- kind of uh, step back, like almost regress into what it was to just be slow when you have all of that energy as a kid and you're watching all of your friends do all of this yeah. stuff. And that was something that was the catalyst. And I'd never thought about mental health before. So in my mind, I was like, okay, this sucks, but I'll, I'll get over it. I'll move forward. And as I started to try to move forward in a way that didn't honor the depth or the weight that this experience has had, as well as having um, an environment in which it's difficult to handle your kids being in an accident. And my sister was also injured in the accident too. Like there was not much conversation as to what was going on mm. that really helped me move through that whole process. Um, so for me, that kind of resulted in uh, obviously a, a traumatic experience that then fragmented the way in which I saw myself, I became very rebellious. I felt completely disconnected to self. I didn't understand why I was feeling the way I was. Um, when I was around 14, I started experiencing depression and suicidal ideation and looking through an encyclopedia for the word, like to, to describe what I was experiencing because I just didn't have the capacity to really understand. So that confusion led to a lot of anger and resentment towards people around me, which led to further isolation. And yeah. that kind of snowballed throughout my teens. And then by the time I was 21, it was really at a point where I had learned how to mask the symptoms so well that no one would have recognized that I was struggling, that I was the picture of success, going to uni, doing all these things, being successful. But internally, it felt like just every day was a constant battle with myself. Mm -hmm. It felt like I, I don't remember a day that I didn't cry, but basically wow. I felt like there was this deep seated, uh, lack of belonging, lack of connection. I, I would look at other people and see them talking and understand, but not be able to connect on that, that depth that we really desire when we have friends and family around us. So that really kind of snowballed to a point where um, I wasn't sure whether I wanted to be on this planet anymore. I just mm. couldn't keep pushing in a way that felt so frustrating and like that there was seriously something wrong with me and so I'd been to see therapists talk psychologists everything and it became this very very um, disempowering experience of retelling all of the bits and pieces of my life but not feeling like I was moving forward and yeah. that to me was like okay I have a choice I can uh, either choose to leave or I can choose to stay. And if I choose to stay, then how do I change the way in which I'm doing things? And that really started like my whole kind of journey of uh, venturing outside of what is, I guess, traditional or the, the mainstream kind of uh, therapeutic processes to then honor what my body really wanted to do. So I was angry. I wanted to punch things. So I started Muay Thai and then just started taking steps like that to figure out what worked for me. Um, and then I started seeing that this was an issue for so many people. So that's really where my business started in terms of 
just honoring how intuitive our bodies really actually are. And when we talk about things, it's not always the best way to access those parts that are really heavy and painful and traumatic Mm. to us. So how do we reach those parts to then bring all of this into one cohesive space? So that's a very long-winded way to to share my story. (laughs) Oh no, my goodness. I, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm in awe of you as you speak about it because it like it brings me yeah kind of goosebumps and 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 hearing your perspective because I can't you know having that kind of a you know trauma essentially to the whole physical body alongside the mental state and the the after effects of that is huge and then feeling like oh god no one really gets it even when I go and see people they still don't get it like that's that's a that's an experience that I relate to very very deeply which is part of one of one of the part of the reasons why I got into coaching because I fell into it and then went how do people not know about a different way of doing things like how how is this so not talked about it just baffled me so I really resonate with a lot of what you say Absolutely. And I feel like we could all have an experience, whether it's a GP or a a, like talk therapist where we're just not feeling felt by the other person. There's just not that sense of collaboration that you get in the coaching space. And that's really beautiful. What you bring in, what each coach brings to that space is their own lived experience in a really honest and vulnerable way. And I think that's really what we need when it comes to our mental health is to have honest experiences shared in a way that helps us feel seen. Absolutely. And like that element of, um, it's that element of connection. I see you because I relate to you. So it's not, I just see you because I have a therapeutic book that tells me what to see in you. It's like I also, <laughs> I see you as a human being beyond that as well, which is really, really beautiful. And so anxiety. So I'm obviously anxiety is something that you have struggled with quite a lot. I feel like, so, I mean, I haven't really necessarily worked with somebody who hasn't had like at least very much the symptoms or had been diagnosed with it as well. So what made you choose to want to go down the specific anxiety route? Like, I'm curious to hear the specific thought process of like, okay, anxiety is the way to kind of encompass all of the work that I'm doing. Well, as you very beautifully illustrated, most people, and I would say nearly every person experiences anxiety because it's a very natural state that we move through. And it's part of our survival response system that allows us to move through life. But for me, the I experienced anxiety more so than I experienced depression. Depression would come and go in waves. So I went through major depressive episodes and the anxiety was always chronically present. And no matter what it was, it found a way to twist every situation to turn it on its head to become a negative. And that to me was like the most pervasive part of my mental health was this ongoing uh, way of looking at the world from a certain lens so my my sense of safety from prior to the accident was one way and then it shifted like a paradigm shift over to a different way in which everything became scary people became untrustworthy uh doctors whatever else weren't uh as authoritarian in my brain anymore and everything became uh me against the world everything became scary and dangerous Yeah. And so that kind of response system was something that I physically felt all of the time, you know, like that tension that was in your body, the tension that you feel when you have to talk to someone and look them in the eye. Like I was 
I felt like I was probably a mute for quite a long time. Like I don't recall like being able to converse with people. And that was hard because if you can't converse with people, how do you connect with people? And yeah. that was a, a point for me in which um, when I met my now husband, Damien, he like brought that out in me and it started to show me that I was able to actually connect with people and just that little light bulb of knowing what feels good and what doesn't feel good in terms of human to human connection of conversation of touch of these kind of safety signals was something that really was um, I think lacking in our understanding of what we need as human beings, like we've moved so far away that we like to make everything this cognitive experience, oh, but yeah. really <laughs> fundamentally we need to understand like our physiological body needs and knows our idea of safety and ability to find those safety cues, to use them, to change our physiological, to change our mindset. And that was something that really, I think was my hardest part was my hardest part in terms of how long it seemed to go on for and how much it had a hold on me in terms of pulling me back. And I think for a lot of people that's similar in that it becomes this almost normalized experience of dealing with anxiety. And especially in 21st century society, we are actually just hustling all of the time. So it's yeah. become so normalized that it's almost impossible to know that there's anything that you can change, that there is a better way to do things. So yeah. that was really how I kind of came to anxiety because that mm. was my experience. And I think that was something that was really needed. Yeah, that's so beautiful. It's interesting that you say that. It's like, it's the over-identification with being an anxious person, Absolutely. right? Of like, I have anxiety, therefore I, and we can kind of almost like label ourselves. I don't know if you experience this, but I know I've experienced this where I'm like, oh, I'm just an anxious person. Or so, oh, I'm, I'm just a people please. Like I can't help it. Right. Yeah. And then we kind of take away the reins of being able to sort of shift that and change that. And like, yes, that might be where you are today, but let's work on it. So yeah, that absolutely. was very liberating, super liberating for me to realize like, oh, I can have, I can have these experiences, but I don't have to be anyone. Like it doesn't have to make me anyone. Let's work on it so that this isn't my whole life. Yeah. And it's something I say all the time is that it's, and it's so normal because if you're experiencing anxiety on an everyday basis, whether we like to admit it or not, it does give us something. So for example, we now have an excuse not to go to social events or we are receiving certain types of support from different people in our life. And this continues the kind of cycle because it is totally subconscious that this is happening. Yes. But because when we are integrating it as part of part of who we are when you are not anxiety itself but this is a natural survival response if we don't see it as a natural survival response then it becomes something that we integrate as our characteristic as opposed to just a human uh, system that we can use to our advantage but also get stuck in so how do we then bring ourselves back down so I love that you said like the over identification and it's this real integration of this is who I am and and that's where it becomes really sticky to kind of disentangle who you actually are and who you think you are as two yeah. separate things and not getting so stuck in that identity of anxiety itself. Yeah, beautiful. I, I also think it's really, it's really tricky to 
<laughs> to pull yourself out. I, I don't know about you, but I have been doing this work for a long time and I'm like, I still don't think for a lot of the time that I have a, I don't think many of us have a clear depiction of who, how we're actually perceived by the, most of the people around us. And Mm-mm. that is, and most people get really nervous about that. Oh my gosh, that means I don't love myself. That means I'm not good enough. That means I'm blah, blah, blah. And we just like make it mean something. But in reality, like that's the most human experience ever. (laughs) Yeah, I can't necessarily see myself clearly, which means that whatever the best thing I think that I've ever done is probably not as great as I think it is. And the worst thing is not as bad either. It's like exactly. Yeah. And that's a that's a protection mechanism, right? Like if we were were, if we saw ourselves or we were able to even uh, be on the quest to discover who we truly are then what is left for us to learn about the world and other people and everything around us? Like they're like the fundamental kind of like reason for life is this kind of almost risk-taking that we can take as human beings of meeting someone, of having a family, of doing lots of different things that are scary and dangerous, but we need to take risk in order to be able to do those things. So if we know ourselves so well that we go, oh, someone else doesn't need to be in that space to understand mm-hmm. me, and we act as a, always the authority, then we, and we can't deal with uncertainty of what someone else thinks of us or even having a different perspective, then we take away our ability to really navigate life in a beautifully uh, risk-taking in a positive way space. And that's a that's a hard place to be in when we kind of lose that uh, spark of life and the desire to learn about ourselves continuously. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a firm believer that like who we are and who we be is just constantly changing. <laughs> all the time all the time time. yeah it's it's so it's so amazing so I'm I'm really curious to hear like if somebody's listening to this podcast and they are and I work a lot with clients around you know overwhelm and looking at the way that they view themselves and you know nervous system and all I, I do a lot of work on that I used to not a couple of years ago but I through my own experiences realized yeah no we can't we can't just only focus on the mind we have to be we have to look at the body too because the body usually responds before the mind ever does doesn't even think yeah. before the body's responding um but my question for you is because you have so many tips on your instagram anyone who's listening to this like if you have not followed anna on instagram my gosh like i've been to her content i've already told her that <laughs> but you need to be looking at her content but if there was like a a little piece that you could tell people that is really important to focus on if they're struggling with anxiety or if they're finding themselves like struggling to find that safety within themselves what would you suggest where would you suggest they go or like a couple of things that they could do I know there's so many things that you could probably pull out right now but like even if there's just like five main or something that people can go okay I can do that that's that's implementable Yeah, absolutely. And I think that fundamentally we uh, really skate past this idea of safety. And if I was to ask anyone, like, what does safety feel like? It's very, very hard to put that and make it a nice succinct understanding of what is safety to you. And that's the same as your nervous system. It is understanding the world through this idea of what is safe and what is not through the process of neuroception. So it's listening to what you're you're doing, what you're saying, the things that are coming into your environment. And if it doesn't align with this idea of safety, then it triggers a response. But we can start to expand this idea of safety through understanding 
what feels and what aligns in new and nurturing ways. So I don't like the term like adaptive and maladaptive, but when we understand like ways in which we might be holding ourselves back because we can see certain patterns, this is where we can start to look at that underlying foundation of safety and why we are doing what we're doing. So if you think about safety, some of the fundamental facets of that is you feel secure, you feel in control, you have the power to make choice. But there's also this indescribable feeling of almost warmth that we kind of have within our heart or our belly, and that might be in your head. And so Mm -hmm. one beautiful practice that I love to do is just called containment with self-touch. And this is through uh, Dr. Peter Levine, who basically uh, came up with this idea of creating a container of your thoughts, of your feelings, of your sensations. And so you place your hand underneath your armpit, it doesn't matter which hand, and then your other hand on your body bicep and you just hold this space between the two spaces of your armpit and your arm and you just feel the energy flowing between them and you can hold this for as little or as long as you want but almost like a self-hug you are showing that you have edges to your body you're showing that you are held within this container and that there's energy constantly flowing and this may feel really good for you it may feel not so good for you and that's okay we start to explore these ideas of different types of touch of different types of containment so that's number one I love containment with safe touch but also like mapping your nervous system seems like a big process but it's actually a really really beautifully succinct process of just noticing what triggers you but also noticing what elicits a smile or that feeling of warmth so for example I think of like my um, husband's crinkles in his eyes when he smiles like that's a glimmer of mine and that makes me feel really good and so when we can start to understand these different cues we can almost create a space in which we're hunting for things that do bring us back into our body and our our, our grounded state so that we are very consciously moving through life in a way that we are honoring our need for safety, but also honoring that in any given moment, you can find those glimmers and bring yourself back down to a sense of safety too. So understanding your triggers and your glimmers, uh, one of my favorite things to do, I think everyone loves glimmers because it's so nice to think of all of these different things, whether you have a pet or you have a favorite cushion or whatever it is, just thinking of like up to 10 different things that you can almost look for in your day and see similarities in other people and go, yeah, that makes me feel really good. And just this intuitive like guidance of what feels good starts to allow you to create a much more expanded safety um, idea within your nervous system and down regulate that kind of activation as well. So fundamentally starting with safety is like by far that like you can do heaps of different self-regulating tools but I think we often uh, because this might be boring for some people and it's a process that takes time to give yourself something enough that it becomes familiar and the familiar is what is safe so if you grew up in chaos and um, and there's lots of arguments around you then that's going to feel safe to you, right? Like, So we need to create familiarity and that is happening through consistency. And when we do that consistently, we can start to expand this idea of safety. Yeah, I love that. And it's so interesting because it's not like a hard and fast rule. And I think that's what you've really eloquently um, spoken about just there of like, 
what makes you feel, you know, I always like to ask the question of like, what does make someone feel safe or connected or comfortable, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes safe is too big of a word. Like sometimes people go, I don't feel safe. I feel so disconnected to my body. I can't even like answer that question. So it's also that comfortable piece. But then you're sort of saying, yeah, like expanding what that can look like and actually just being really inquisitive around what is safe for you. That's yeah, really- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And exactly what you said, like, we can, we are very general in our language a lot of the time. Nothing feels safe. Okay. Yeah. Well, if we stroke our own head, does that feel safe or unsafe? And just starting to explore different ways in which I really love it when people look me in the eye and have really soft eyes, like you do yeah. currently, like their beautiful soft eyes is such a nice way to connect with someone. Okay. Yeah. So do I like it when they look at me with hard eyes, like they're staring at me? Probably not so much. So we start to just become, like you said, really curious about these differences that are happening within us about how we can give ourselves these type of touch or sensation or whatever it is, as well as in other people. And it allows you to expand this very general of nothing. Like we've, we've kind of closed the door to everything to then crack the door open to see that actually there might be a glimmer of hope that goes through that door in which we can start to expand on. So I love that you, you spoke on that too. Yeah. And I, and I typically find like with clients um, that when you start to do this and you, and you, you just, even just the knowing of all of this, right? Like so many people, you just, I was not taught any of this. I had no idea about any of it. And the reason why I've learned all about it was because of my job. Like it was really important to learn so much more about the body and the nervous system and, you know, through studying psych and all those bits and pieces, which really only touches on it, but that's a story for another day. Um, (laughs) You know, you kind of start to learn more and more about all of these bits and pieces and creating uh, a lot more safety. But I have found with a lot of people that like once you're really diligent with it and you commit yourself to it for, you know, really a little while, it doesn't have to take too long automatically those feelings of safety and and comfortability and contentment are a lot easier to grasp onto but not even just to grasp onto but to come back to when you're feeling dysregulated which is absolutely the best thing ever is realizing (laughs) oh my gosh there's all these things that I know now that make me feel safe or make me feel connected or make me feel comfortable okay if I'm going out of it I am not wrong I'm not bad I haven't stuffed up I'm not a bad person all those bits of people which are all the, the thoughts I'm sure that a lot of your uh, the people that you work with have experienced the second that they do feel um, anxious or uh, they're experiencing a lack of safety they can always come back to it and they didn't fail because they had a day of anxiety absolutely and I like It is fundamentally, like if you think of a child's brain, like learning lots of different things, we forget how difficult it is to learn something. And so we're like, I should be perfect at this immediately. And I should feel safe all of the time. (laughs) Yeah, Like it should just come so naturally. And it does come naturally, but we have to give ourselves the space and the grace to actually honor that there's a reason why our sense of safety is one way. And, and that, is important because we will hold on to those things for as much as we can until we feel comfortable with the something new. And if you are uh, then criticizing or turning it in on yourself to make it mean something about you, it really, uh, 
is a space in which you start to activate yourself again. But yeah. when you do do that consistently, like even the other day, I remember I had a quite a triggering experience and then coming back down, I was like, okay, well, like that was much faster. Like, you know, you get triggered, you hold your re- reaction and then you respond and you're like, oh, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm like doing yeah. these things. And that's because you're just expanding your sense of safety and stability within over and over and over again with time and sometimes it's like incremental and you don't even know it but it really is quite a quick transition because intuitively our body is going to tend towards the thing that is most adaptive for you to get to where you want to go in your life yeah absolutely and it's yeah I I just I I love um, I love talking about this. I could talk this book, talk about it all for years, really. <laughs> you catch me talking about creating safety in the body and how much how helpful it is for people for a long time. Um, but I, yeah, I really love like this this idea of okay, because I, I never get worried when somebody gets really triggered or they feel really anxious. I'm like, that's totally okay because if you're again, if your response time or your reaction time in your body is if that becomes even an hour less, you've made progress. If that becomes less than what it was the last time, you've made progress. Um, And so like, it's just, I I just love that of like, you know, you see so much, um, so much results because the issue is never that you got triggered. The issue is never that you got activated or your body's, you know, you've gone into fight or flight or whatever it is, right? It's never, that's never a problem ever it's making sure that we come back into safety all the time so I love it yeah you feel the same way about that (laughs) I think that's that's a really like you just said something very profound because we often think that we're broken or we need fixing because we're triggered or in state of fight or flight or survival your body and your brain are doing their job perfectly. Like that is what they are designed to do. And if it's perceiving danger, then it's going to do what it needs to do to keep you safe. And so I think we often feel shame and guilt around these things, even though we have zero control over these automatic processes that happen. And as human beings, like a lot of people will come and say, I want to get rid of anxiety. I don't want to be triggered anymore. I'm like, oh, like there's not many options for you because these are things that we need to be able to navigate life. And if you're feeling triggered, that's a very, very good thing because it gives you so much information about who you are what you like what you don't like the people that are around you and we can use that information in any way we desire and if you use it positively you can start to uh, learn so much more about yourself and how your nervous system is interacting with the world as well absolutely I love it and I feel like also building up like I always, I always talk to my clients about having a toolkit, like having something in place because they're not always going to be able to lean on me or, you know, somebody else, right. That they're working with. It's like always to have a toolkit. Cause that also builds trust within themselves. And like a big thing that I find a lot of people that they can't listen to their intuition. They really struggle to tune into like they're in a voice where they're going in life, their purpose. You know, I work with a lot of people who I tr- want to create really big things in their lives. And they're like, oh, but I can't hear my inner voice. And I'm like, well, you're probably overwhelmed. It just sounds like there's a lot of things going on in your nervous system. And having these things in place is just building so much self-trust that you've got you and you will take care of you when you need it, which is Yeah, really you've amazing. got your own back. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's-, it's, not easy it's- and it's, it's no. so fine to also have people help you. Like I'm not. Oh, <laughs> always, always, always like support yeah. is always like so the number one factor that will allow you to kind of shift your perspective on yourself. But 
it is really important to understand that when we kind of experience certain things that are stressful, we become distrusting of ourselves, which then gets generalized to distrusting others. And that distrust of our sensations or our thoughts or our feelings creates a bit of a, um, Uh, that space between becomes too big of a gap for us to jump. So if you're trying to do something big, like start a business or work or whatever it is that you're chasing in your life, then it doesn't, your brain is unable to make that leap of understanding what the steps are. So it becomes very overwhelming to even think about those things because it's in the here and now. So if you can bring it back to how can I honor that we are in a space that needs to be connected holistically that needs to honor that I have needs that needs to honor all of these things so that then I can start to build out the steps that allow me to get to that next point without uh, completely destroying myself and feeling like I'm going to be completely burnt out and overwhelmed that's when your intuition starts to really come through when you take it all back and you allow yourself to be a beginner again and start at step one and just work your way up through there because your body and your brain is going to be like, yes, I can actually hear myself again. And it's a beautiful thing, actually. I know you talk a lot about like that inner voice and guidance because it's something that I didn't understand prior to like a, a lot of my healing journey, but even just that gut instinct becomes quieter when we're in that survival mode. So when you start to kind of yeah yeah like when you start to unravel it's like oh I am being pulled towards certain things I can feel like what I like and don't like hobbies and activities and people becomes much more easy to actually listen and go how does this feel in my nervous system as opposed to what do I think I should be doing and that's a really powerful shift yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, it's so beautiful. And my, my, I'm just curious and I am also very mindful of the time, but I am really curious to hear a little bit about like your own journey. Cause I work with a lot of coaches who are sort of wanting to build their own businesses and they're wanting to like, you know, help other people. But I mean, putting yourself out there is dysregulating like in and of itself. It is something that we really shouldn't be talking about. I know it's so many levels, right? And we have to like almost build up our tolerance, right? And I always say to my clients, I'm like, are you going to feel safe to put yourself out there? No. But can we get yourself feeling comfortable doing it? Yes. Like more comfortable. Let's let's focus on comfort, not safety. Safety is probably not going to be there because there's a lot that's unknown. So um, I'm really curious to hear about your experience because I know that, you know, you've grown quite rapidly. There's a lot more clients that you've been working with. There's like you, your whole business has been expanding quite a lot. How have you gone with that journey of expanding <laughs> your ability to feel safe in it as well? <laughs> that's a that's a really great question because I think it's been, like you said, I my business grew very rapidly over the past few months and I was not prepared for it in any way, even though I'd go to bed every night and be like, please let my business grow. Like, <laughs> and then when it was happening, I was like, please slow down. It's too much. <laughs> so I think part of my um, journey of growth has been leaning back into this knowledge that I am actually capable of handling what has what is coming at me because of all of the work that I have done, even though it's different or it's bigger or there's more stresses involved, there's still an innate knowing that comes back to that trust that we have 
that I've been through this and I can actually navigate things that are new and scary and difficult without um, completely falling apart and pushing myself into a state of dysregulation. And that's been a huge learning curve for me is taking a step back and like actually feeling in my body, oh, I actually am being pulled forward into this because innately I know that I am capable. But compared to where I was when I started my business like two and a half years ago, I could not talk on camera. Like I couldn't hold a conversation with someone. And that was just the repetition of speaking, of doing the thing that scared the shit out of me. Like I was so scared to be on social (laughs) social media. Like I, the fact that I can even have this conversation or dance on reels or do something silly is it blows my own mind over and over and over again. But It's really important to sometimes when we feel that lack of safety, we can be cognitively thinking that it's because of one thing, but really it's because of your own internal sense of trust. And so we can start to trust that we actually do know what we're talking about, that we do know how to navigate these challenges. And that really gives you the ability to keep, keep, sorry, keep pushing forward. (laughs) Yeah, that's so beautiful. I think that's such a, it ties everything in and like, you know, so many, I just, I really respect the journey that you've been on because I also, I I remember every time I've had a massive expansion and all felt like it happened in a couple of months, I remember just going, I need (laughs) to find safety, right? And because you can, you can be begging for this, like praying, oh my gosh, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And it will, and it does. And then it's also preparing your body for those experiences. And like, you know, I, I don't know, I've worked with clients on visualizations. So they can actually feel the feelings of holding more and, and experiencing more so that they feel a lot more comfortable and content with all of it. But um, yeah, reminding yourself that, yeah, you are well-equipped. It wouldn't be happening if you weren't ready for it. It's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Your life experiences count so much and that's not something that you should skate over it's like recognize yourself for what you have done because it gives you so much power to see like that you have so much evidence of how you can and how you will get through everything in your life so it's a it's a fun experience it's kind of like being in a washing machine sometimes (laughs) (laughs) literally just but you know when you when you start to surrender to it's kind of nice isn't it (laughs) absolutely and you know like I'm so grateful and honored and and like excited whilst being terrified at the same time and that's something that you get used to being in that state of like I don't know but I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to find out and it's going to be beautiful regardless of what happens. So it's a, it's yeah, that surrendering process is so, so important in everything in life. It's It's definitely a toughie, but it's beautiful. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. (laughs) I'm so grateful. Thank you so much, Anna, for being on the podcast. I, I cannot even tell you how much this is going to impact and influence people and you know, even for myself, I went, oh, okay, oh, I'm going to ask myself more of those questions. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> and it's been really nourishing and healing for me to hear as well. So I can only imagine what it's going to do for every single person that gets their ears into this and they, they're able to, yeah, access the beautiful, your beautiful energy and the work that you do. So I do want to ask though, before we kind of jump off, um, is there, like, how can people find you and work with you? I know that you have your Instagram, which my goodness, everyone needs to follow, but <laughs> how else can people find you and, you know, all the ways to work with you? Perfect. So 
first of all, thank you so much. It's been beautiful to hear your voice and see your face. You're just glowing and I love it. And it gives me so much energy. Um, but absolutely, Instagram is my hangout. So I'm there the most out of any social media platform. And then my website is also AnnaTheAnxietyCoach.com. Um, in terms of working together, I have the Kind Mind Club, which is basically a holistic nervous system community in which you have programs and support systems in place, which is going to be reopening in, I think, four weeks or so, depending on, I don't know when this episode comes out, but that will oh, be like, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I first and foremost am so, so grateful to always see you and chat to you and be able to speak to all of you listening because you are all so worthy of having everything that you desire. And that all starts within your body and your mind and connecting those dots together and honoring yourself. So yeah, I'm really, really appreciated. Yeah, I love it. Oh, thank you so much. I, yeah, I couldn't, I, I just, I'm in awe of all you do. And I am in awe, even when you're speaking, I'm just watching. So <laughs> I love it so much. Thank you so much. And I thank you for being on. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Manifestation Vibes. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a review if you're enjoying the kind of content that we are creating. Make sure to share this episode to somebody that you know that might be needing it. And just a quick little reminder that I am taking on one-to-one mindset clients to start in mid-October. So make sure to apply for the link below. And if you're a business baddie and want to work one-on-one together, make sure that you definitely send me a message about one-to-one business coaching and mentoring. And I want to also say, if you have not heard yet about the content reset, then that is an amazing, amazing, amazing program that I'm taking people through starting next Tuesday to be able to help everybody shift their relationship to content and to start to create content that actually fucking lands and that works within their values as well. So I will speak to you soon. You can sign up down below and have an amazing rest of the day. Bye.